now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I am, I am, I am Joshua Townsend. Oh, God, I felt like I was watching like a bad acting exercise. It's the I am state, baby. It's all about the I am. You know, I talked to someone the other day and they go, oh, my God, I'm stupid. Or, oh, I am a failure. And that is so important to know in terms of your character. Because once you imbuke, imbibe, in impose what's the word you know what i love about sometimes is you want to play the uh the vocabulary game yeah i do like i'm your, I'm your dictionary no what <laughs> i'm your dictionary when i when i when you call in you call in the i am state there's a better word for it that could be like a saudi thing you know how like the saudi help has to walk behind have you ever seen this? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I used to go visit my... So. I mean, they have to be behind all... The Escalades have to be behind them, too. Yeah, so I could walk behind you, and when you were like, oh, I can't remember a word. Right. And, and you'd, you'd be like, be help. Like <laughs> Simpatico. What's the sentence, and I'll tell you the word, I think. When you when you call in something, when you ask... Invoke. Invoke, thank you. <laughs> yes, master. Yes, master. Invoke. The first time I saw it, I have to say it was so odd. You know, invoking what? No, the Saudi thing. Oh yeah. Have you seen w- it? Where'd you see it? I've seen it. I was it. I've sitting seen at a square in okay. Geneva. Uh-huh. My sister lived in Geneva for on and off for like seven years. Yeah. And, uh, there's a, a lot of you know very wealthy foreigners living in Geneva. It's about forty percent non-Swiss and uh, the city. And you know, I'll never forget it. It was a it was a, a, this massive Mercedes rolled up. We were sitting in a cafe outside uh-huh. having a cup of coffee. My sister and I. Uh-huh. And out come, came this like robed. Sure. It was a woman, a Saudi woman. Uh-huh. And then like 15 seconds later, the, uh, another woman comes out and walks like behind her with her head down. And they're just walking down the street. Uh, and I was just like, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is that? And uh, my, I turned to my sister who had lived there. And she's like, no, 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 that's, that's how it's done. Yeah, that's how it's done. That's how that's how you want to roll, baby. That's how you do it. Yeah, you know this speaks to this speaks to that thing we talked about before. In a world, yeah, you have to know. In the a one. world, got to know the world. Here in L.A., you know what that looks like. At least what I've witnessed is about six or seven suburbans, you uh-huh. know, all black. They roll in, and it's like you know the housekeeper and the childcare keeper and all the support staff, and they roll in first. And then you wait like about, ooh, two, three minutes later. And then, you know, the limo, the the tricked out G500, whatever it is. They come later. Yeah, because then all their support staff is there to, you know, to oh, make right, sure everything yeah. is, is prepared. The rose petals are on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, then, and then the main players show up and it's like, uh, I'm like, wow. Well, someday I, we've all got dreams, and someday I can be Josh's help that walks behind him. Well, you know, you know, Adam, it's really important to have hopes and dreams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because because you know, just like when you write characters for stories, all your characters have to have hopes and dreams. 
Tell me more. Well, the hopes and dreams is what drives the person to take action, and it takes them to take action that maybe is helpful and sometimes not helpful, or they have a hope and dream and they're taking actions and it's not supporting what they really want in life, and that can give the impetus for them to change. So can you give me an example in a, you know, a film or television where of a character who has a hope or a dream? Um... um The most tragic one that I can think of, because uh-huh. I'm about tragedy, uh-huh. is of mice and men. Oh, okay. Because and it's I, I'm pulling a classic because classics are because they do it at such a you know at such They're a high degree. They're gonna earn a stake. Mm-hmm. I think is the language Steinbeck uses. Yeah. So that's their dream to have their own land. Yeah. They can farm it themselves. Yeah. George is gonna have chickens. Yeah. Is that what he says? He wants yeah. Chicken? Exactly. Yeah. You remember. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Of my cement is on my. It's on my like top twenty all time list. Yes. So it's on my special bookshelf. Tell me again, George. You know Lenny and yeah, George, yeah, right? Yeah. And so and so Lenny's a little challenged, you know, mentally, and so he doesn't read and all that, and so um, so Lenny constantly asks George to remind him of the hope and the dream, mm. and and that and that fuels them to keep you know because they're working in the fields and they're doing just really heavy manual labor. And then towards the end of that narrative, when um, George is leveraged to kill his friend Lenny because of certain (laughs) pressures that are being exerted, um, you know, that's how it ends with with Lenny asking George, please tell me, tell me again, tell me again the hope and the dream. And 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 in everyday work, you know, that's not necessarily that level of classic, is that the um, the hope and the dream will also point us towards the fear and the doubt. Mm. And I don't know, this is kind of fun, but okay. So, not to tell tales out of school, but I have a very very good friend, and she is on dating sites. <laughs> She's in the Matrix. She's in the Matrix. She's online dating. And, um, you know, um, what happens is sometimes we get together and for, for fun, I get to look at all the profiles of all the guys that she's looking at, right? Okay. And so th- this is what tips me into it. So then I go, um, hmm, this is really interesting. And when they fill out their profile, they, they say like the thing that they, that they must have, right? Oh. Yeah. Like, I gotta have this, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I read them over and I go, the guys are like, I got to have someone who's honest. Uh Well, what does that tell you? You feel like he tells him that at some point he's been betrayed by a a skullduggerous lady. Uh (laughs) You got it. I'm kind of curious what your friends got to have it is. Oh, oh. Uh, you know, long walks on the beach. Oh, um, yeah, I, I think it, I, I think it's more like you know, uh, must be communicative. Yeah, must be you know, have a high ability to show up. You know, all the things that mm-hmm. a, a lot of has she dated men who are not always present. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> no teasing. Uh, yeah, I would say that that um, have well, you know, it's archetypical in terms of having men show up and emotionally. And some woman at home making the joke, you mean all men? <laughs> yeah, right, sorry. Right. So I'm going to fill that in for our imaginary third, yeah, yeah. third guest on the show. Okay. But, yeah, but, but I mean, from, from in our culture, our culture, men have a high propensity to be able to show up physically, like fix the car and fix the roof and, 
fix all of the females' some problems. Men, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, some men, yeah. And then and then they severely lack in the ability to show up emotionally, you know. And so, so yeah. this is like kind of a funny example, but this is. It, you're saying that when you know they're gonna have it, it's a little bit about their hope and their dream and their fear of what also could happen. Well, the, like, oh no, I'll meet, I'll end up with another guy who's like, yeah, checks out and drinks whenever it's time to t- us to talk about our feelings. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, it's easier to see it when when you're reading someone else's profile because it also gives hints as to who they are and what their and what their backgrounds are. Because sometimes it's hard to see our own stuff, right? But if we look at someone else's, it's easier to get a snapshot. So if he, if his must-have is I want someone who's who's honest and can speak their truth, that means he's been betrayed. Right. Otherwise, it, he wouldn't have that hope and dream in a relationship. Yeah, or at the it very comes out of or pain. at the very least, he's mm-hmm. had some sort of awakening himself about what he needs. And you're saying the catalyst is no. a betrayal. <laughs> no. <laughs> So do you, I'm kind of, that's kind of a separate well, question. Let me think about that. No. Do you personally believe that people never reach realization and transformation without an external catalyst? Show, like you never. Show, show me where it has occurred without some sort of encouragement. Sometimes it's like if you meditate long enough. And, you're and why it. are you meditating? <laughs> I mean, well, there, you can always trace it back a number of steps. Well, like yeah. If we go back further enough. Yeah, then. there's always, there's always so like yeah. intergenerational trauma from three generations. Oh, ago. stop! No, it doesn't have to go that far. But all right, but, All right. Uh, so, but, I can mean, you bring it? I, I am doing a family constellation. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can get you a ticket. Thanks. Just, yeah, Thanks, sure. Uh, for our listeners, can you just bring it home <laughs> a little bit? I know you don't like doing this. Bring it home, can baby. You just tell, like, why would you? Why would this be so important in a story? Uh, because show me the story that, that, that you don't have someone going after the, their hope and their dream. That's inherent to, to the process. Like, for instance, um, the uh, um, Little Miss Sunshine. Literally, I believe there's seven, char- seven lead characters. Is that right? Anyway, there's, there's more than four. The two parents, the c- cocaine uh, grandpa. Seven, six, 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 seven, six or seven of these characters, they're all moving towards the fulfillment of their hope and dream. And without that, without that driving action, there's, there's no story. That's how important it is. Now, behind the hope and the dream has to be the, the fear, the doubt, the insecurity of it not being achieved. And so that we have behaviors that drive from that. And then we also have behaviors that drive from, from the hope and the dream and pursuing that. And, you know, one is the pullback and one is the for- going forward motion. And then it also helps to actually have a behavior that's associated with it so that we can see the progression. Like, for instance, any, any Rocky-style movie. Mm. Right? In what respect? Because you see a progression of him eating egg, raw eggs, and he's climbing the stairs, climbing the and stairs. he's trying. He's in, in in training, and then you see the downward spiral where you know he's getting drunk and getting beaten beaten up by someone, or what, what, or his mother says, "You don't have any money. You'll never make it." Or to circle back to Little Miss Sunshine, yeah, and you talk about hopes and dreams and what does the character want? Yeah, I love the opening scene in that movie. Uh, Greg Kinnear, yeah, is giving an yeah. inspirational speech, yeah. like a very sort of like <laughs> business bro kind of speech. And then, but you don't see, you just see him on stage yeah. and then the shot pulls back and you see that there are only three people in the audience. Yeah. And, the, and then you hear, 
Yeah, and then you see him on the phone, I think, with his wife, right? Yeah. Afterwards, talking yeah. about like how he's got to get this done, and you just—it's just the the reeking smell of desperation and failure. Yeah. But it speaks to like his fear of failing, right? And that he is a failure. Yes. And then what he wants. Yes, and it shows that he's taking positive action, even though it's not getting the results <laughs> that he wants. But but that's important as opposed to like just sitting at, at a call center and saying you know uh, you know you know you've reached uh, you know Sears how can I help you so can I just push against this like what yeah. do you make of like a lot of like indie dramas and comedies where they feel a little navel gazing and it's not clear what these characters want exactly and that's a problem with it and <laughs> no it, it is because because then you're sort of so like you're not a fan of Noah Baumbach. I it, when it, I, I'm a fan of any of any story when it's told well, okay, and and there's engagement, um, but sometimes what happens is is that is that see here's the other thing is that is that if you don't have your hope and dream activated in the let's go to, let's go to a scene level as opposed to the entire arc, mm-hmm. if you don't have your hope and dream activated in the scene, you got no juice. Like for instance. Let's go to the dating scene because those are ubiquitous. Yeah. If the guy if the guy knows he's going to get shot down, right. then why even bother? There's no scene, right? Because the guy expects to be shot down. She shoots him down. It's over. Right. Easy. So his his hope and dream of getting the date has to be high, has to be real, and has to be that he's willing to push through any resistance. Otherwise, there's nothing at stake, and then we just watch um, a pattern play out. Yeah, and I think sometimes you say talk about characters needing a strong point of view, and I think part of them having a strong point of view is having a clear uh, dream. Having a clear dream, having a thing. So the the dream is is pushing or pulling you, right? However you want to say it, and then the opposite pressure is being exerted by the fear and the doubt. For instance, using the dating sequence again, if I'm a guy and I've asked out 10 girls in a row and all 10 girls have turned me down and I still have the hope and now I meet this other girl and and my hope and dream has been reignited and it's even more fabulous than ever before, right? I'm pushing myself away from the middle. Oh, she's okay. Well, it'd be nice to, there's nothing at stake. I got to have this girl. I have to date this girl. Okay. So now I'm I'm pushing that. So I'm going to go towards one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is my last 10 experiences of being shot down and annihilated, Hmm. devastated. I spent the last 10 weeks on my couch staring at the ceiling, right? And now I'm venturing out again. So what I'm pushing up against is my hope and dream of getting the date. And and the other side of that keeps the pressure is the fear of being rejected again. Because if I'm Mr you know, a professional athlete who's making $20 million and handsome and everyone loves me and I ask a girl out and she says, no, it's no big deal because I just go to the next one. There's no, there's no fear. Yeah, and I think also when people have an explicit or implicit fear, mm-hmm. it allows uh, us to root for them in a way. It allows us to sort of enter into the reality a bit. Well, because we identify it. We identify yeah, we it. identify it. Because yeah. everyone has failed and needed to get back up. And as you yeah. say, if it's just a rich guy getting girl after girl after girl there's nothing at stake there's not well we don't actually ever see their fear well no be, because because there's no there's no there's there's no grist for the meal there's nothing there there's nothing at stake for them because if that girl says yes great and if not then he'll just go to the next one and the next one and the next one it's like it's like in um 
uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Why, why is that one girl so important to him that he has to do everything in his power to get her? Why? Yeah, no, I know. Well, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting question because... Because he can buy and sell almost anyone, to, you know, to a certain degree, right? Right. It's more of the decision in his own mind that she's the prize. Yeah. It's the value he associates with her. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, there's no, there's no, there's no tension. So that's why it's so important to have the hope in the dream and the fear and the doubt and put and literally push yourself or push the character to both ends of that spectrum so that it's like a tightly pulled cord so that you can create tension. If you wonder why your scene's not working and why there's no tension and why there's no dynamic and people aren't pulled into your scene, that is why. Hopes and dreams, fears and... Secrets. Secrets. I'm Adam Lesser. This has been Notes on Your Notes. And I'm still Joshua Townsend. You know, Adam, speaking of hopes and dreams, you know I want to know what one of my hopes and dreams is for um, Notes on Your Notes? Uh, Tell me. One of my hopes and dreams is to select someone who's working on a project, on a writing project, and... um, that we have them in maybe two or three times for rounds of notes and also demonstration. And so people can, uh, our listeners, uh, can hear uh, the shifts and the, and the growth in a writing project that we've helped to, um, uh, to encourage or shape or grow. It's coming. We're working on this concept. We tested it before San Francisco show with someone. She loved it. Uh, what we did is we brought her in. She did a five-minute piece and we gave her notes and then helped her on towards a rewrite and uh we just think that that is a process that people want to see because everyone who's seen it has told us they want more so we're working on that it's coming because this is a show about the creative process we want to show you that kitchen sink i'm always pushing for examples but josh yeah because i think abstract concepts are unhelpful or as they say in silicon valley ideas are cheap execution is everything well you know the concept and the idea is an opener and then it needs to be concretized so that it becomes doable and i completely agree um but it does start with having the the framework or the idea of so that you can move towards something yeah the music for our show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the sound design and editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.